Hello, low film logicians. Mike speaking. I want to thank you so much for sharing your love of film logic and movies with Adam and I. It has been a blast. I want to take a quick moment and gush about my book, Learning and the Life Pyres. If you are a fan of over the top fantasy and sci fi, but with a sarcastic edge, then you will get hooked on this book. Larna is a crime fighter who is captured by fitness, vampires that want to make the world skinnier and more attractive. Oh, she has to uncover their plan for world domination. If you like twisted humor, Batman villains, and quirky characters, then give Larna vs. the Life Pyres a try. The book is $2 on Kindle and $10 in paperback. Just search Larna vs. the Life Pyres by Michael P. Moore. Danga. Thank you and enjoy the show. Only when I have ceased to breathe will I be dead. I have led the entire human race to ruin. Someday you just can't get rid of a bomb. This is the devil! You have been a good boy. Have a lollipop. That was the speech. It was dumb. It was obvious. It was pointless. It was short. I loved it. Welcome to Film Logic, a podcast about the movies of yesterday, today, and tomorrow, with every fandom in between. I'm your host, Mike, and I'm with my other wonderful host, Adam. Adam, how are you doing this happy new year? Mike, I am doing very very well sir i mean you know it you know this time of year i feel like it's very um it's very categorized as like the the four o'clock in the afternoon of the you know of the year you know what i mean where it's yeah time is kind of immaterial and you know you wake up at like three o'clock in the afternoon on a wednesday and you're like is this 8 p.m on a friday who knows yeah um and you kind of just exist on leftovers and Christmas cookies, and um, you just kind of get up and you wander around your house, and you're like, "What am I gonna do today?" And you know, thankfully, my time was filled with, you know, good, you know, good food and family and hanging out with friends I hadn't seen in a while. Went to the movies a couple times, you know. All in all, a, a good break. What about you, Mike? Ah, uh, well, I went to the mystical tropical land of Alabama which uh, they have a beautiful beach called the Gulf Coast. And mm. it was the first time my family ever went on a Christmas vacation, um, which not does not sound as fun as National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which I guess <laughs> was good because yeah. it, it, did not, uh, it was not as tragic. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we got to see some family we'd never seen before. We got mm. to see... We got to... So much beautiful ocean and beach it it wasn't that busy because it's alabama gulf coast which does not sure. seem like a place people flock to in the winter yeah and right for good reason it was kind of cold so <laughs> yeah but we had a good it was a good time great retro game store there oh yeah felt like i ripped them off with their prices so low uh, <laughs> Could have bought a few laser discs too. Now that I'm getting on the movie topic. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, if I have to do a movie tie-in, uh, I saw the movie Tag with Lynn on cable TV. Oh wow, that was the <laughs> that was the one movie you saw. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy Renner, he plays mm. Hawkeye in that <laughs> that, <laughs> in that comedy sitcom Tag. <laughs> yeah, based on a true story. Mm. Uh, does not change one iota of his personality. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, 
I I saw a couple of things over again. I saw Godzilla minus one again. I saw oh. Boy and the Heron again. Um, but I saw I saw Wonka, um, yep. and that was very very good. Um, if you're into um, this one, kind of leans more into uh, the musical aspect of it, right? And it's definitely not a um, you know how like the the first the first two are kind of um, spiritual successors to each other. They're kind of related. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is definitely more of um, an interpretation of the original source material, um, and it's more like whimsical, and it's more um, like it's it's very like Wonka isn't as like jaded and weird, <laughs> um, right, right, and um, you, you know it's a very young, very likable Timothy Chalamet. Um, the supporting cast, brilliant. Um, everyone is great. Keegan Michael Key, um, hilarious. He plays like this uh sheriff in this town. He's very funny. Everyone is very, very good. Very, very likable. Can recommend. Very great family film. Um, yeah, the the music is wonderful. Um, they even you know they they do some reprisals from the original that you'll you know I I won't spoil that. I'll let you guys hear that for yourself but it's um yeah it, it's just very faithful um in the ways that you want it to be faithful um but it is it's very it stands on its own and in its interpretation and whimsy yeah. and it's directed by the same director that did the paddington movies so oh. um so it's you know it's very family friendly um it and it it's like a it's like one of those movies that feels like a Christmas movie, even though it's not explicitly a Christmas movie. Um, right, right. It's, you know, it takes place in this, like, cozy town. There's snow. There's song and dance. You know, there's candy everywhere. And you're like, this isn't hot Christmas, but hey, maybe if I look sideways, it's Christmas. Right, right. You know, it's such a strange take, the original Wonka movies. Yeah. Um, because... Like, I don't know what the original intention for the Wonka character is. Is he supposed to be, like, eccentric and, like, an inspiration for future Marilyn Manson videos? <laughs> or yeah. Is, is that, like, how he's written in the book? Or is he supposed to be a sweet guy who's full of whimsy and mm. fun? Right. And, you know, I, you know, I, maybe I got to read the book to, to, to figure it out. But, um, yeah, he is definitely, uh, you know, the... You know, I, I will say that, you know, nobody can touch the Gene Wilder um, oh, no. performance. Yeah. And I, I would never, you know, hope to say that, you know, anybody comes close. Um, but the performance that he delivers is like a, a Wonka that is, you know, very jaded and kind of, you know, very reclusive and kind of done with the world. And I think there's like a, a definite front uh, that he puts on that's happy and fun and whimsical, but in, in like behind closed doors, there's a lot of darkness. Mm-hmm. And and Johnny Depp's um, character is just weird, <laughs> yeah, and very like alien like, and he's just not very relatable. Mm-hmm. And um, Timothy Chalamet's character is like the best of both of them, or right. he's like he's very whimsical and he's fun, but he's not jaded, and he's like. Um, he's just, he's just eccentric enough 
that you know that he's not normal, but he's not so alien that you're just like, who, what? I don't get this character at all. Yeah, they tried to link his old and new persona. For sure. And I would definitely say it's because it's a it's a prequel um, to the original Willy Wonka because it's about him like building up his factory and stuff like that. Um, but it doesn't um, it, it's not like handcuffed to it, if that makes sense. It's like its right. own it's its own standalone spiritual prequel, mm. which yeah. is which is really great. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I can't say that I've seen any new movies. But I did, uh, you know, I I came home a lottery winner from my library. A. Hey. Yeah, where I got to see, oh gosh, I got to see the DC animated feature Apocalypse War. Oh. Which is like a, it's it's about Apocalypse taking over the jet, like the world, because Superman got super afraid, so he tried to, he tried to do a preemptive attack, and then Apocalypse is like, you suck. And for doing that, I'm going to take over the world. And <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so it's about, like, it's very grim. Like, they felt mm -hmm. like they could kill off as many characters as they could and, like, totally make deranged characters out of, you know, people you love. So I thought it was really cool. And I'm like, you know, these are things you can do in an animated feature. You can't do it in a movie because there's too much outcry. I can't believe you touched my, my beloved character so <laughs> it was cool and you know there was a you know in some in some form and fashion i think animated features assume you know half the stuff so there's they skip out all like backstory so yeah. like you feel like it's a reward if you're like the geek who's known it all along mm. uh, but at the same time if you're like you know someone who's like wants to just get into it you're like what that First of all, why am I watching this instead of Marvel? Second of all, <laughs> you know, what, then have the things I don't even know about. So, yeah, yeah so I, I can understand. Um, let's see, what else did I see? Well, I, I played some video games that I thought would make excellent movies. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I started playing the, it was free on the Epic channel. Yeah. Yeah, downloaded it right away. Uh, gave up the 40 gigs <laughs> to play it. Um, love the voice acting, love the storytelling, love the fact that it, it's not like contained in a three hour cut up box, but it's like, it's going to be like a 20 hour story. Right. So, you know, it's going to take its time and, you know, I'm falling in love with the story. You know, I never thought I'd love the guardians of the galaxy more than I did. But like yeah. I'm totally behind the direction and the art of this. Yeah, I mean it's part of it is that it was made by um the studio that helped with like games like Deus Ex and Thief and um Shadow of the Tomb Raider, that new one. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's just it's just quality all the way around and yeah, yeah. the voice acting and um yeah, I know i I've heard I've heard many good things. I, I've heard that it it might be one of the you know in the in the conversation for one of the better superhero movies or superhero games made, especially in the last couple of years. So, I mean, I, I haven't I've been given it a chance, but um, yeah, I've heard good things. Yeah, well, I have to say that one of my favorite parts, and this is like something I miss in video games, 
sometimes when you go old school, you don't get to see like the cinematics that modern video games can throw into sometimes. Like, but there's this one part in the game where if everyone's getting like beaten up, mm. you can call in for a huddle by hitting the you know left bumper, right bumper, right. and then uh, you have to guess which pep talk uh, Peter Quill should give to get his team like a buff for like extra damage. So if you give the wrong pep talk, like only you get encouraged. But, like <laughs> he'll like he'll he'll like get them in. He'll give a pep talk, and then this 80s rock music blares, and everyone just starts, like, doing their thing, like, with superpower, and you're like, oh my gosh, I am playing James Gunn's vision in a video game form, and I did not, I didn't think you could do that. Like, this is the closest thing to an action, like, an action RPG, I use that term loosely, Mm -hmm. and a movie being married together. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, at the time of this recording, I still think it's free, but if it's not, don't blame me. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I love that. And um, speaking of video games that could be movies, and maybe the other way around, I, I do want to just quick shout out The Last of Us grabbing eight, uh, eight Emmys last night. Um, so you know the the future is very bright for um, you know video game movie tv show tie-ins so um especially if they get writing like gardens of the galaxy or uh the last of us so yeah you know it's it's yeah. a good time to be a fan of those things yeah it's it's funny that hbo max when they really want to win all the awards they know how to like they <laughs> they yeah. just it's i don't know if it's the money if it's mm. they have geniuses at the top, they just know how. Like that was <laughs> always the narrative is like HBO yeah. is doing something so special that you need to give them fourteen dollars a month to yeah uh, experience it. Well, and at the, I, at, the, mm. at the same time, mm-hmm. they can come out with something that costs three hundred million dollars, and you're like, this was trash. Like this. This there's so much garbage in this. Like, why why did you give us this? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I think a lot of it has to do, um, you know, where 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 Disney falls short, and maybe some of the other studios fall short. Is it that they definitely have strong showrunners, and they they mm-hmm. they know how to make a TV show, and um, yeah, and they they just have the they have a good they have a good mindset for for making stuff. Um, yeah, absolutely. So the other thing, mm-hmm. like I originally found that one of my, uh, I originally got my hands on, and you were actually a part of this adventure at one time. I got my yes. hands on my favorite 007 game, yes. uh, which is 007 Everything or Nothing. And the production values behind this is so yeah. much more than a PS2 GameCube game era game ever has deserved right um, yeah, with it's pierce brosnan's first voice role in a video game mm-hmm. uh william willem defoe as the bad guy recipe um, for success yeah judy so dench far. as m john cleese as q um elizabeth oh, i want to oh, gosh i know this um heidi klum as one of the bond girls 
Okay, and, okay. And someone else, Elizabeth, Shannon Elizabeth, something, ah, I can't remember, but, you know, I've already done it justice with all those names I've said. So, amazing voice acting, amazing gameplay. Um, yeah, I just, I think, I think it's mo- one of the most underrated Bond games compared to, you know, GoldenEye. Because, you know, GoldenEye is pretty expensive if you get it used. While everything or nothing is like 10 bucks. <laughs> so Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, yeah, I, I always feel like the narrative is kind of just like GoldenEye and then maybe some of the, the PlayStation 2 era, you know, Nightfire, that era. Yeah. Um, those games. Um, but, you know, I... I I don't know. I you know the 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 Bond genre has a lot to offer. Right. It's it's one of those things that's like it's great when it wants to be great, but the worst mm-hmm. it can do is just okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Moonraker was the silliest Bond we'll ever get. Right. Like it's just you know <laughs> from beginning to end, it's just so silly. Yeah. Um, and even that one's. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, no, I, I definitely loved that, like, 2000 era, like, Agent Under Fire, Night Fire, um, you know, those, those games, but, you know, you know, Everything or Nothing and Quantum of Solace and, you know, GoldenEye, those are all the, you know, the best for, for a reason. Yeah. Well, speaking of the best, yeah, we're going to do movie report cards, and this is brand new. So, uh, I mean, last year we did do 2022 in review, uh, but this one is a little bit different. Is we're 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 treating the year 2023 as like our kid coming home from school with the report <laughs> card. Yeah, and each of their movie genres is like a class. Sure. Yeah. And in some respects, we're like, oh yeah. 2023 he can ace this class right and then he's like what you know i i got a worse grade than i usually do in other in other areas it's like oh yeah that's an easy a for you um so you know each letter grade is how we think the we movies did overall Mm. and then we'll see if this was a worthy year for cinema and i have to say just looking at everything it's kind of a mixed bag yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But you know, let let let's not stand on, you know, stand on ceremony. Let's let's get into this, Mike. All right. So, um, I I call these summer blockbusters, but um, these movies didn't have to come out in the summer. These are movies sure. that like big budget franchise pieces. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, blow up stuff. Uh, summer blockbuster type movies. Yeah. And my grade for, because you can't, you can't have a year without like franchise movies, like taking over a part of the cinema market. <laughs> yeah. The zeitgeist. Yeah. So, you know, we have to talk about what the summer blockbusters were. Mm. Uh, and I have to say, like, as far as hype goes, like the hype was really high. Yeah, but the product that was released was not as high as the hype was, and mm. so you know I have to give summer blockbusters a C. 
C grade, and my proof is, you know, there were some tests that they bombed on the Transformers Rise movie. Yeah, um, that one bombed. Uh, Fast X. I have mixed feelings about it. Um, it was written like someone who thought it would bomb, but it was actually enjoyable. So, you know, that's definitely a see me after class. Type uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, enjoyed it so much. Um, was scared that I didn't wouldn't enjoy it, but you know, holy heck, that was a great movie. Uh, Barbie, everyone has something positive to say about Barbie. Yeah, you know, that was like the the hidden gem that. Well, actually, it was not so hidden anymore. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> a couple million dollars. And then uh, Dungeons and Dragons, which feels yeah. like it was like three years ago, but it's actually like March that it came out. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so there was a lot of like gems that felt like they should have failed or they could have failed if someone was so casual with them. And then there was movies that were supposed to win, like supposed to be easy money. And, you know, they just bombed, which was not mm. surprising. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I, I agree with you know some some of what you're saying there, Mike. I I definitely think the the highs are very high and the lows are very low. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you think of the lows this summer, I, I think of you know the Fast X. I think of Haunted Mansion. I think of Teenage Kraken, uh, right. <laughs> Indiana Jones. You know, Transformers. Um. And you know, I, I I I do think that Indiana Jones was a good movie, just not for the price that it was made for. Right. Um, and but I, I do think that the highs were really high. I, I think that you know, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about a lot of these movies again a little bit later on. But you know, the Mario movie came out, um, okay. Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah. Um, the Little Mermaid made a ton of money. Uh, I know it might not be critically, you know, super well liked, but it, it made a ton of money. You know, Spider Man, Mission Impossible, um, right? Uh, Blue Beetle, John Wick Four, um, and then you know the eponymous. You know, you couldn't get away this summer from Barbie Oppenheimer, Barbenheimer. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I I think I went a little bit higher than you, Mike. I, I give the summer the idea of a summer blockbuster. I know that a lot of those movies, like John Wick Four, um, came out a little in Mario came out before summer, quote unquote. But you know, in that spirit, um, yeah. I, I give it a B. Oh, also the creator, I liked it a lot. I, I thought it was very, it was very right, enjoyable. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I give I give summer blockbusters a B. I, I think it was, I think it was good, not great. Um, but to me, I, I think I enjoyed more movies than I disliked. Yeah. And I think because you had such a good head start in the beginning of the year with John sure. Four, yeah, and Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Um, I think you're the more, you're the better eyewitness to the grade. So me, I'm, I'm more into like looking back. Yeah. Some of the movies I have seen and they're like, Ooh, some of the movies is like, I don't care if I ever see this movie. And like it's, right. done, it's doing nothing for me, mm-hmm. um, but I, you know, I forgot about John Wick. So yeah, yeah, and I mean, if I had to pick 
maybe a handful of movies that best represented summer to me. I think it was, I think Blue Beetle was more of a summer blockbuster superhero movie than Gardens of the Galaxy 3 was. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just was more fun. It was just more flashy. Um, and uh, yeah, so that kind of filled that itch for me. Um, and then I, I really do think that um, the Mario movie, I know it came out a little early, but um, you know, that like to me, that was the definition of, um, you know, a, a summer blockbuster, right? Like everybody went to go see that, um, made so much money. Um, and you know, a big franchise movie. So, you know, that, you know, that is to me the definition. And then I, I think, um, you have to talk about Barbie Oppenheimer, Barbenheimer, just as the event of the summer. Um, right. So, now, you know, I, yeah. As far as blockbuster, like Oppenheimer is summer by definition. Sure. Yeah. But I think Oppenheimer would like, don't put me in that category with those jerks. <laughs> you know, <I'm>, I, <laughs> You, you think know, so? I'm Oscar worthy. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I I think a lot of the movies that we've been talking about, you know, are going to end up, you know, winning some things. You know, I think, yeah. um, you know, Mission Impossible is going to get nominated. Um, John Wick Four is going to get nominated. Spider Man, Mario is going to get some noms. Um, you know, Barbie definitely will too. So, you know, good company all. But yeah, <laughs> I do think that Oppenheimer. You know, I I don't know. I don't know though cuz you know Christopher Nolan, he always he he releases his stuff usually in the summer. Um yeah. so, you know, I don't you know, I don't think that Nolan I think Nolan more cares about his movies being an event and I I think I don't think there's anything wrong with classifying it as a blockbuster. Like you would say like Titanic is a blockbuster. You would say, <laughs> you know, Saving Private Ryan is a blockbuster, Jaws. Yeah. It's weird because, mm. you know, we, we we never thought we would talk about, you know, uh, Oppenheimer and Barbie in the same conversation <laughs> or Mario and Oppenheimer or Transformers, well, no, not Transformers, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Oppenheimer. Mm. Um, but, like, this is, this is a weird year where... You know, you can't have a conversation about this beautiful historic movie yeah. without talking about the world's best, uh, <laughs> you know, doll <laughs> with it. Yeah, and I, I think it's, um, you know, we, we and we talked about this in in previous episodes, but I, I do think part of it is people want now to go to the theater, and they're looking for reasons to go. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the power of, you know, internet advertising and, 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 um, you know, just viral marketing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think we saw a part of this, a little in a, you know, a tiny microcosm of this previously when Doom and Animal Crossing had a similar release day. Right. Um, and, you know, so a ton of people online were like doing fan art of doom guy you know holding hands with you know animal crossing villagers right you know all all that kind of stuff so i i think people um inherently like you know the you know opposites attract and um i I think once the idea of something on the internet catches on people just really 
latch onto the idea and um mm-hmm. I, I think it was awesome i mean i i had never seen um you know the the theater so packed since um you know since right. you know avengers and stuff so it was it was awesome to to really see that and um also mm-hmm. i think it's just a very clear call to the studios that like hey let's come up with some new and original content people want people want to go to the theater yeah yeah absolutely so yeah okay mm-hmm. it was a, it was a strange animal i can say <laughs> for yeah. blockbusters for sure for sure and, and it's true mm. what you say about titanic is that it's kind of like the oppenheimer of the 90s in its historical strength and value but mm. you know we we put it in the same conversation as like terminator and yeah. uh, you know shrek as in, like <laughs> memorable movies so right yeah i get it uh, the next one i think is actually the strongest category for 2023 and you would yeah. actually have more experience in this for some reason 2023 felt like um cinema was returning to its like adult theme rated r roots yeah sure or the things meant for adults were the strongest part of it and like we were free from our disney plus grasp where disney was trying to make us young again and we're like oh we're so over that we don't want to be young anymore give us darkness (laughs) you know and so you know 2023 was like the strongest example of that uh, you know, historical drama movies, I give it a solid B plus. Okay. Um, Oppenheimer, Napoleon, yeah. Past Lives. Yeah. Uh, even like Gran Turismo, you know, mm. that has the most drama and historicity of a video game anyone could right. ever get close to. Mm. And so, yeah, like if you were like an artsy historical director, like this was your year. Yeah. For sure, for sure. No, I I totally totally agree. Um, you know, I I think I I'm gonna bump mine up to like an A plus. I think this is I think this genre cleaned up this year. Um, and I'll, I'll throw in a couple a couple reasons why. And I think all of these movies are gonna get some serious nods at you know the Oscars. You know, obviously Oppenheimer, but. We also got things like Napoleon. We also got Asteroid City, which was based on kind of like that 1950s, 1960s, um, you know, kind of that retro era about um, kind of actually very like Fallout, you know, vibes, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, anyways. But but then we also had movies like Killers of Flower Moon, um, Godzilla Minus One. Um, you know, all those movies are going to get, yeah, (laughs) most people don't know that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, Godzilla, you know, minus one takes place, you know, right after world war two and, you know, the really big themes of it, of course, are Japan dealing with its identity as, you know, um, you know, an, an axis power during world war two and the consequences of its people having to deal with, you know, the, the consequences of war and all, all those things. Um, even mm-hmm. some more um, kind of just like more, you know, slice of life stuff, things like past lives, the holdovers, um, Ferrari, um, right. those all came out this year. 
Also, Creed 3 came out this year. Um, right. And that was critically acclaimed. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it was a very, a very good year for um, the historical historical slash drama. Um, even stuff like the Chevalier, um, which is a, a musical that came out about a, um, a Caribbean. I, I wish I knew more about it. I just know that it got some, some uh, critical acclaim. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 a very I think it's a very good year, and you know, uh, you know, yeah. Oppenheimer, Killers of Flower Moon, Asteroid City, and Godzilla minus one are definitely gonna they're gonna win something I think this year at, at yeah. the Oscars. So, um, good year for that. Yeah, and it's crazy even when like faith based films mm. like The Sound of Freedom, um, mm. you know, they are even getting critically acclaimed. Um, yeah, I mean, they 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 made they a lot of money. Then yeah, yeah. So it, I, I yeah, definitely a, a year for for that. And I, I think the reason for it is a lot of those aren't, um, you know, with the exception of maybe like Creed three. You know, those all those movies aren't you know a part of some franchise. They're not a you know a part two of three. Um, you know what I mean? They're they're yeah. all stand standalone. Um, movies and um, you know they're they're you know people want to come see these stories. Mm-hmm. And you reminded me, like Blackberry was an excellent movie. Mm. Um, I, you know, I always had a fascination with the downfall of Blackberry and how it had everything and then nothing. Um, but I absolutely loved the story and. Uh, like it's one of those like hidden gems that people kind of hear about in the back of their mind. Mm. So, but yeah, another great example of 2023 being his great place for drama. Yeah, uh, for sure. The next one, I don't know if this has always been a trend of the horror genre, but yeah. there's just so many examples in horror that just like were so blase. Mm. Um, and only one like shining example in my memory. So I gave it a D plus mm. because you know loved Megan. Megan um, won me over, and I thought to myself, if movies, if horror movies can be as good as Megan, then we're we're doing pretty good. Unfortunately, mm. that was not the case. As you know, Exorcism sequel, Cocaine Bear, Halloween Ends, The Nun Two, uh, Saw X. Um, you know, they just, they just didn't hit, you know, there's nothing about them that, uh, makes me want to see them. And I don't think, uh, I mean, maybe cocaine bear was showing on in the background. I give it a <laughs> chance, but that's about it. You know, there's yeah. just, mm. you know, which is sad because my wife and I, we love like good horror. We love seeing people, uh, get into danger and wondering if they're ever going to get out of it. Um, yeah. If, if, if there is an example of a horror movie that I'm missing, please tell me because yeah, I mean example... I mm. yeah, yeah. I mean I I didn't horror's not really my genre. I I just knew that there were a lot of remakes this year. Um, did you see the Children of the Corn remake at all? No, I I heard the review on a podcast and like the yeah. guys who heard it like they're saying this is so stupid. Yeah. yeah. And Boogeyman. Um, Boogeyman didn't hmm. do so well either. Yeah, um, there's that. And then, uh, did you see Five Nights at Freddy? Um, 
Oh, I forgot about that one. I didn't yeah. see it. Okay. But I think it's at least worth noting that it made a trillion dollars. Yeah, so for sure. Should I bump my grade up to a C minus? Maybe. Five nights. Um, did you talk about Evil Dead? Evil Rise? That's another one that just kind of slipped under the radar. Like, yeah. Like, I kind of want to see it, but it also doesn't have Bruce Campbell in it, to my mm. knowledge. Yeah. So, not sure where I stand. Like, I love Bruce Campbell more than I like Evil Dead. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think yeah. everyone, I think everyone's on board for that. Um, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, I think that this year was definitely defined by a lot of, um, a lot of remakes, um, yeah. or you know, sequels. And I, I think that there's also, in we'll probably talk about this again. We we'll talk uh, about other genres later, but I think a lot of the genres or a lot of the movies are in trouble. You know, because like with Scream, like they lost a lot of their leading actors. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, it kind of just gives. It doesn't give a lot of hope to you know the the future of this franchise. So right, you know, you kind of are just like, yeah, this is kind of a this year's kind of a wash for that stuff. But also equally, that you know, there were some there were some new good stuff. I mean, people seem to really like Five Nights at Freddy's. So they're you know, I heard they're gonna yeah. make a a second one and. Um. Yeah, I mean, do 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 you count uh do you count Haunted Mansion as a uh, as a horror yeah. movie? I mean, yeah, but like that just only furthers my cause. In yeah, case. yeah, yeah. Or how about the Meg too? Is that a what? Like, how do you classify that? You know? Um. Yeah. I mean, it's Jaws. It's Jaws with more dinosaur narrative in it. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know. Perfect examples of why, and I don't think horror is like uh, not mm. trending. I just feel yeah. like movies like Halloween ends, like it just feels like they were hastily put together and yeah. you know they were making choices that they knew wouldn't work, but they just went ahead with it anyways. Yeah, no, for for sure. Um, did we talk about the nun too? I think you might have talked about yeah. it briefly but yeah no I, I i would say that just in general that there's um there's a lot of of, of sequels and yeah so maybe not a, a great year for um original horror um yeah. but you know hopefully those we'll see some some new stuff i i did i did end up seeing um a haunting in venice um oh, I, I did see that one yes um, I don't know if I would necessarily say that that was like a horror movie per se. Yeah. But um very definitely like a, a, a creepy a creepy movie, but mm. also also very good. Um yeah, I, I would say that would go on the positive list. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah. Horror is did Scream did the new Scream come out? Yeah, it came out this, this year, year, right? Yeah, like that, or maybe I don't know. That's another example of just, I just like, didn't see it. yeah, I just didn't see it. Yeah, it's just well. For example, they got rid of the one thing that makes Scream good, and that is you kill off people in the movie. Right but ne near the end of the movie, there was like eight people getting stabbed, and all yeah. of them like were live. Uh, they all lived. 
And it's like, oh, you guys miss the point. <laughs> and I know why they're doing it, because they all want to be in the sequel. Right. But, which backfired, because now no one's in the sequel. <laughs> but, yeah. 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 So, you know, um, I, I think... So maybe um, we'll we'll say I think a C like I think a C minus D plus is right. Yeah. Maybe not a D plus, maybe a C minus. But I, I think the thing that's pulling it up is the non traditional horror horror movies did really well this year. Well, yeah. the the traditional franchises you're on thin ice. Right, right. You know, and part of this I think, and this is my hot take. Yeah. This is the year that Peacock Plus like bloomed. Sure. Every time Peacock Plus made something that was like exclusive to their app instead of making it like that, it was either with the theaters and exclusive to their app, um, or it was just exclusive to their app. That movie usually like sucked. So, mm. like, Halloween ends for some reason, just being like, I don't know, like the Halloween franchise just kind of felt weak. And mm. part of it was like, did Peacock only buy like these weaker series because they were lower budget mm. or were they weak because they, you know, the director's like, Oh, this is only going to be on a streaming service. Ugh, I better give my B plus effort, you know? <laughs> right. Even, even stuff like, you know, Dr. Death, I know that didn't come out this year, but, um, you know, historically, you know, the, you know, carrying off the, the, you know, the, the fame of, the Shining, you you would think it would be, you know, oh, a slam Sleep. dunk. Dr. Sleep, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, they, they just couldn't, they didn't get it right. Yeah, that that's Stephen King. Um, and his, his battle with, uh, I, I saw a whole podcast about Stephen King's kind of losing his edge um, mm. from what he had in the early 80s. But that's yeah. a whole new thing. And there was a lot of weird choices in the book for Dr. Sleep. You know, sure, yeah. I could spend an hour talking about how silly these choices are. Um, <laughs> another yeah. podcast for another time. Yep. So, superhero movies, Oof. which is the hinge which turns all cinema for the past ten years. Ooh. Um, I'm going to have to say that this has been the weakest year for superhero mm. movies. Yeah. With some notable surprises. Yeah. Um, for, you know, can you say that the best movies for superhero are Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Spider-Man yeah. Across the Spider-Verse, and Blue Beetle? Yeah. Um, right? Yes, yes and no. I, I'll get into my stuff in a, in a sec, but yeah, I, I agree in principle with you. Yeah, well, I can say that those are the ones that left me with, you know, positive. Absolutely. Um, and now put that against what didn't do so well, which like performed under, and I think what makes these movies worse is how much the studio like spent on them. When you find out like, like these movies, if you, it, it's, it's different. Like if you found out that Ant-Man three was like, yeah, we only spent $50 million on it. And you're like, <laughs> okay, yeah, if you know. It's yeah, try Ant Man. Good try, you know. But then you know when you find out that the Flash was two hundred million dollar budget, and you're like, really? Oh my gosh! 
like even though I enjoyed it, I'm still sick to my stomach that that's what two hundred million dollars can give you. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. And so you have that kind of weighing against it. You have like these sequels that kind of went under the rug, Ant Man three, you know, the Marvels kind of yeah. came in with lackluster reviews. Shazam two yeah. is uh forgotten to the point of its obscurity. Um, even Blue Beetle, which you know critically loved, uh, yeah, financially performed like yeah. horrible, right? Like, and that's you know that's heartbreaking that you could like a movie and it could just do horrible, right? For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Flash yeah, was, is, a, is a, yeah. a sad story. So yeah, um, you know I gave it a C plus on mm-hmm. the strength of Blue Beetle. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse and Guardians of the Galaxy alone. Sure. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I think we're I think we're on similar wavelengths here, Mike, but you know, I, I think I went a little bit more negative. I, I went D plus C minus just because yeah. of um how bad the flash was <laughs> and how you... bad Aquaman is received. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you end up seeing the flash? No, I still haven't seen it. And uh, I, I, and I think that that is why my, my overall point I think is for the the superhero genre this year is that I, I felt like everything that came out mm-hmm. was ultimately kind of like pointless almost because you know you think of think of all the ones that bombed this year: Ant-Man and the Wasp, Shazam two, The Flash, mm-hmm. Aquaman. Um, and uh the and yeah so so those specifically the what's really awful about those is that they will either in the case of the marvel movies have to recast characters that were you know set up to be villains or you know important characters so that movie is basically just a wash a throwaway or they they take place in a universe that doesn't exist anymore Right? right, like the Blue Beetle doesn't exist. Maybe uh, the Flash definitely doesn't exist, and Aquaman definitely doesn't exist. So yeah. it, it's like, what was the point of these movies this year? And you know, you know, Spider Verse. I mean, of course, that that movie was absolutely brilliant. It's it's you know, it's great. Definitely the the very high point of uh, the superhero genre. And, and you know, that's going to get some, that's going to get an award for, for something for animation, for, for whatever. Um, but also when like your other best movie of the year is guardians of the galaxy, you're like, okay. Um, that's, that's tough. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, and I, I didn't even personally, I didn't even necessarily like guardians of the galaxy three, like that much like it was it was good it was fine but you know it might have been refreshing that it was solid amidst such shaky movies right right yeah um yeah it's tough and it what really stings i think the the biggest thing about blue beetle for for me is how much i really did enjoy it Mm -hmm. but every but while i was watching it in the back of my mind i was like does this really matter does this you know does this mean anything um, you know, are we? Am I gonna fall in love with these characters and then just have no payoff for them into the future? Um, you know, is it is it worth me getting involved now, even though I know I'm gonna be heartbroken? Right. And if the expectation was this was a one-off, 
um, you know, a self-contained universe, that'd be fine. But like the rules of superhero movies is they always have to continue. They always have to end on cliffhangers. They always right. have to have stingers with sequels in them. Right. And so like the rules are set up against it. Mm. Yeah, for for sure. And you know, it's it's yeah, it was it was a tough year for it. And I mean, not just in in the movie sphere either. Like I, I think a lot of the Marvel shows just weren't, you know, didn't connect with audiences like they thought they would. You know, I, I really do think that maybe the the three superhero projects that were successful this year were, you know, those two movies that we, we were talking about, Guardians and um, mm-hmm. uh, Spider Verse and Loki season two. And <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I I hesitate to call things like The Boys or Invincibles. Like including oh, that yeah. in this conversation, I, I think that those are, um, you know, I I think those are a, a different. You put those in a different category. Yeah, um, they're serialized TV shows, right? Like yeah. the like the point of these superhero movies and TV shows is that the superheroes are the good guys, right? Like they mm-hmm. they're they're heroic. We look up to them. Whereas, you know, those other shows are a, a deconstruction of the genre. Um, mm-hmm. And I, while I, I wholeheartedly think that those are, are excellent things, I think that those are two different things that we're talking about. And right. the, like, the success of The Boys is in, in its essence of its deconstruction, whereas the success of like Blue Beetle is its heroicness. So, right. you know, I think that those are two very different things. So, you know, I'm not going to limp those things in with this conversation. Um, but, you know, I, I really, I don't think that there was a ton of, you know, a ton of things that came out this year that you were like, yeah, well, wow, the, the superhero, the superhero genre is, you know, it looks, it looks great. It's healthy. Yeah. I mean, and part of that is because the minute one of these movies comes out, mm. um, there's so much negative blowback that you lose any appetite for the movie. Yeah. um, I came into the, like, I, I can say that I enjoyed the flash. Mm. Uh, Like I enjoyed it. Like one would enjoy like a a very special episode of CW's flash, you know, you know, it's, it's not going to change my life. Um, It's a, it's a, a classic DC story. Um, if you've seen the original Flashpoint, then I can totally understand why you'd be super disappointed in the original in this Flash, because mm-hmm. um, the the comic book is so much more. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, the Flash exists, and it made you kind of happy to see people. And I think I... their you know their Superwoman did a great job, which we'll never see her again. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I I think that's yeah exactly what you're saying. Um, I, I think in order to enjoy a lot of these, you had to see them before you saw a review. Like I didn't, I tried my hardest. Like I saw Blue Beetle almost. I think I saw it opening night. You know, before I could see a review because I didn't want. Right. Like I knew, like you could tell, I could tell going into it that I was gonna enjoy it, and I didn't want to get like, you know, swayed one way or another. Um, yeah. So I mean I'm definitely glad, but man, it, this year was tough for that genre. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, there's all that. There's the negative blowback. There's the movies that 
felt good but did horrible. There's the movies that don't matter anymore because we don't know what James Gunn is going to decide. Right. Even though that um, for some reason he made the Aquaman of every universe the same person. So Jason Momoa does have some job security there, just in case you've seen the, the stinger at the end of Flash. Right. Um, but yeah, like... This is the one thing where I'm glad that the, the comic book sources are so much better. And, right. And shoot, the video games based on these are even better. Um, so. Right, right. And, yeah. you know, the, the, the future for these isn't looking super, super bright. You mean, into 2024. I mean, we'll talk about some stuff, but there's, you know, there's some stuff that's coming out that looks really, really cool. And, um, but a lot of it, a lot of it's probably going to be pretty stinky. But you know, we'll we'll talk about that in a bit. Right. So the next one is animated. Yeah. And I went through a list in my head of all the animated movies yeah. that came out. Yeah. And I have to say that there's a lot that, like, there's only a few pillars that made me say, "Wow." Yeah. And one of them isn't Mario. I know that's my heart. My hot take is that Mario yeah. existed to entertain me and nothing more. Um, you know, I'm not leaving with any wows. That's great. It won me over. Mm. I'm so glad it made a trillion dollars. You know, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I it couldn't have happened to a better guy. Right. You know? you know, and I'm excited that probably Legend of Zelda is probably going to make a million dollars regardless of the content. Um, but I have to say that, like, okay, if Mario is the best example of what animation can do, all right, uh, I'm gonna have to give animation uh, just a C plus because, mm. or, no, I'm sorry, just a C because you know you got Spider Man, yeah, holding it up. You got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles holding it up, which I can't yeah. say enough good things about. How that yeah, movie very good. Uh, the boy and the heron, I think, yeah. is, held it up. And for me, it's those three pillars versus everything else that came out. Trolls, Migration, <laughs> Wish, Elemental. Um, yeah. Like, I didn't hear, like, those movies doing, like, the, the Kraken movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm not hearing, like, that those are worth seeing. Yeah. Yeah, for for sure. I mean, I I would, I mean, I don't know. I So I gave it a B. Um, for the a lot of the same reasons you did, I, I think I look at Mario a little bit more favorably than than you do. Um, yeah, understandably, but, but I would also throw in if you haven't seen it yet, um, the new Chicken Run movie. Um, it's a uh, stop the motion. Ace in the sleeve. Hmm. That was the ace in the sleeve that I. Uh, that was in my blind spot. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. the Chicken Run movie. I mean, I critically well received. It 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 didn't get a um a very wide, if at all, a theatrical release. So I didn't necessarily count it in my ratings here. But um, something to, to to keep in mind. But I, I do think that the um again, I, I think this genre had a lot of very 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 high highs. Um. Mm-hmm. The the three notables, of course, being Boy in the Heron, Spider Man, TMNT, and then everything else kind of just is like it's fine to bad. Yeah. So, uh, but I I definitely think that um, I 
looking at Mario a little bit more favorably and really loving Boy and the Heron. Um, to the point yeah. it was probably one of my favorite moves that came out this year. Uh, mm-hmm. m- makes it more of a B than a C for me. Um, right. But I, you know, I, I don't blame you. I, I definitely think that the what makes it so tough is that it, a lot of those Pixar Disney movies that you thought were going to be really cool yeah. um, and are usually reliable just weren't hitting. And, yeah. um, you know, that, you know, that, that you have to hold that against it uh, against yeah. the genre yeah and you know dreamworks i don't think they put out anything that was you know troll world tour or whatever yeah right they, they weren't going to do anything with that <laughs> um you know illumination minions minions two three i don't who even knows. know <laughs> who knows you know? it's like, all the same Trump would love it you know it's the same <laughs> you know there's there's also the the idea that like a lot of like hit or miss things came out on Netflix. And if you blink, you'd miss it. Like, yeah. Um, Netflix came out with some feature presentations that like some would consider like Pixar level. Mm. Um, but like, you would never know because when something is exclusive on Netflix, it, it doesn't get, it's not as easy to market as something that's in theaters. Right. So, I mean, that's definitely going against animated movies. Like that Renoa movie, or the girl that turns into a rhino. Like, oh, I, I, I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. That one did really well, but like, you would have to be looking for that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, yeah. Another, I think, a, a tough year with some. Some very very notable standouts, um, mm-hmm. but um, I I do think of the the ones that we talked about the the TMNT movie. I think a lot of people slept on it, and um, yeah. definitely do yourself a favor and go check that out. Um, you know it's it's very, it, you know if you like if you liked Across the Spider Verse, you'll love this. It's you know it's it's right. very similar vibes. Um, you know it's 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 for the kids. You know, it's got, you know, an awesome, young, um, relatively... Um, the first teenagers. <laughs> yeah, voice cast. Yeah. Um, and the animation style is beautiful. Um, yeah. The action is, is sick. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just good. And Jackie yeah. Chan's in it. I think, like, one of the things that, like, blew me out of the water with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Meet Mayhem is yeah. the, the crosstalk between the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And those tiny little whips where they would, yeah. like, they wouldn't stop talking to each other. Yeah. And then they, the, the fact that they use old, like, 90s hip-hop to do their action scenes, and it's just <laughs> like, oh, that is, that's yeah. like peanut butter and chocolate together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, do yourself a favor. Go, go, yeah, go see this. I, I think it's on Paramount. Yeah. Paramount, you got one. You got one lucky, you know, <laughs> that makes up for Halo. <laughs> just, that's great. Um, yeah. yeah, and in in the same vein, um, kids movies um, for our next one. I, I do think that this year was, I think, a little tough on the kid movie. Um, yeah. uh, Wonka was really, really, really good. Um it was probably the best, um, you know, the best 
in terms of quality um, that I right. saw this year. Um, but you know, uh, there there's there's some there's some stuff that came out this year that w- that was really great. The Mario movie, we keep talking about it. Um, right. But I tried, I tried to find more like live action examples. Yeah, sure. And, Little Mermaid, I critically maybe not so well received, but it made a a, a lot of money at the the box office. Yeah. Taylor Swift singing 12 songs <laughs> made a lot of money. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I, I really feel like the live action kids movie genre has been downgraded to Netflix. Cause yeah. think, of, think of all the fun and zany movies that came out, like spy kids four. Yeah. Um, you have that one where they switch parents. Yeah. Um, like I feel like, uh, like Good Burger Two, Good Burger Two, like those movies used to be in our theaters and used to be wasting our theater space, right? But now they're like wholesale bulk Netflix bundles, right? Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. For for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, and it, it it's it's sad because I think, um. I definitely lump it into the uh, the the death of the bin budget movie sort of thing. I, I think that kids, if it's not like a, a Pixar, you know, t- cry your eyes out, yeah, you know, animation movie, then it's just like a, a straight to streaming um, movie, kind of like yeah. um, you know, another one that I think. Uh, Got some mixed to positive reviews. Uh, was something that went right to uh, to Netflix, The Magician's Elephant. Yeah, um, that sounds like it would be really like charming, right? Right. Um, but you know, it went you know right to you know right to Netflix, and um, yeah, it you know nothing you know nothing nothing doing you know yeah you know there was a time when Netflix their exclusives were so special like oh did do you own netflix oh you're so lucky you got to see a b and c no human can see that anymore Um, (laughs) right and now it's become like like the difference between email and snail mail like like email is not special anymore it's not exclusive (laughs) now it's exciting to get and so i think we're we're losing we're losing how special it feels to have an exclusive on a on a streaming service that only you have. Right. Yeah. Right. And you know, even the the big ones that like kind of came to you know directly to streaming things like Peter Pan and Wendy. Yeah. Um. It just kind of it, it bombed. Um. I know. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Right. It's like how do you bomb on your own streaming service? Yeah. Like, how do you bomb on something that you protect so much? <laughs> right, right. So it's so tough. I mean, yeah, yeah. This year was not. It didn't do. It didn't do. It wasn't very kind. Yeah, um, I, I mean, do you have do you have anything to add? Well, yeah. I you know I gave kid kid movies a C. You know, on yeah. on the strength that The Little Mermaid made a lot of money and that Taylor yeah. Swift, you know, made a lot of money <laughs> and Wonka yeah. made a huge reviews yeah 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 i i I totally agree i mean yeah i I don't think that there was you know too too many too many great movies that came out this year yeah Yeah, like ruby gilman teenage kraken 
Right. No, no, thank you. This um, was, yeah, this was the year to throw spaghetti against the wall. Um, I don't know if that's a sign because of the writer strike, you know, or is it right? Or is it just like, you know, they were trying something new and it just didn't work? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a lot of it has to do with Disney. Um, I think it's fingers in so many pies is starting to catch up to it. Right. Um, you know, before, like, you know, if someone just say, like, oh, hey, did you see that new Disney project? You'd be like, oh, like, the Pixar movie or, like, the Disney original? Like, what what are you talking about? But now you're like, are you talking about Marvel? Are you talking about Star Wars? Are you talking about a TV show? Are you talking about a kid's movie? Are you talking about a live-action remake? Are you talking about, like, a... Right. Like, what are you talking Right, exactly. It has, you know, you you the excellence has to go somewhere, and you know you can't keep all the the ships that they have afloat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's only so much talent to go around, and um, I, I think that Disney um, this year had a really serious wake up call, and um, you know where it's properties like Marvel and Star Wars are starting to. Um, show their cracks in the foundation and um, even their stuff that they could rely on in the past like Pixar mm-hmm. or or you know the you know Haunted Mansion or Little Mermaid mm-hmm. um, yeah it, it just isn't isn't coming through for them and um, yeah so I think that's a big reason yeah. this year for you know the the decline but you yeah. know maybe next year maybe next year they'll get it right I mean uh Inside Out 2 is coming out next year. I'm sure we'll talk about that in a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, you know, there, there's some stuff on the horizon, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like after 10 years, the kids are getting kicked out of the pool. It's time <laughs> for the adults to swim. Adult swim, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's why we have, like, the boys and uh, <laughs> doing so much better than our superhero movies, because, you know, it's mom and dad's turn to f- on the TV. <laughs> Get out of here, little Billy. <laughs> Know. Yeah, totally, totally agree. So overall mm-hmm. grade, I would have to say for our our movies, if I had to give 2023, uh, you know, mm. its final marks. Yeah, I would say C plus. I would okay. say, you know, strong. You were you got carried by historical drama and some notable animated films. Yeah. Um, and you know, Blue Beetle, yeah. Outside of that, you know, see me after class, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for for sure. Um, for for me, I, I really do think that this was a year of, of feast or famine for, for mm-hmm. cinema. Um, when it was good, it was really, really good, yeah. There weren't a whole lot of like you know, B minus C plus students this year. Yeah. I, I think, I think I would throw things like the creator into that, uh, yeah. into that sphere, Napoleon, um, things like that. Um, but it was either like an A plus, like Godzilla minus one or yeah. TMNT or, you know, John Wick four, or it was, you know, um, you know, <laughs> take your, take your pick little mermaid. Yeah. Um, 
you're absolutely right. Even if you look at like uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it's like eighty nine yeah. percent or twenty. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, for for me, I I think the for the most part, the things that I went to go see in theaters, I absolutely adored, and um, I, I really do think that the the Barmanheimer experience is bumping it up for me. So I, I would really give this year a, a B plus for me personally. But oh. you know, I, I I do think that the the lows were very very low this year. Right. Right. So on you, the tests were weighted differently. You uh, you know, this test Barbenheimer. Mm. Uh, this is for eighty percent of your grade, but your Transformers yeah. test is for like five percent of your grade, so it's okay to fail that one. Right, right. And yeah. I think a part of it for me is that there were so many generational movies that came out this year that I think will stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, you know, like it or hate it, like the Mario movie, you know, is you know now a tent post in you know the you know, in the, the animation sphere, right? Yeah. Um, you know, movies like we were talking about, like Barbie and Oppenheimer are going to live on past, you know, the, you know, the, the, the time that they had this year. Same thing with Killers of Flower Moon. Same thing with Godzilla. I mean, Boy and the Heron has been sold out in Japan for a year with no advertising. You know, it's the highest selling, um, you know, uh, it's, uh, Japanese animated movies. Same thing with, you know, Godzilla minus one. It's you know, but now become the the highest grossing, you know, Japanese film made. Um, yeah. You know, you got Aquaman or Aquaman, <laughs> Aquaman, not Aquaman. Um, <laughs> you have you know Spider Man across the Spider Verse and TMNT holding it down for you know uh, Western animation and. Um, yeah, so I think that the the highs were really, 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 really good this year. Um, you know, even you know Oscar bait stuff like Asteroid City and Killers of Flower Moon, that sort of stuff. Like I do really think it's really good. Mm-hmm. But then also, you know, you have a movie about a teenage kraken. <laughs> right, and you know, as I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes, um, they said the two mm. the two companies that like just totally nailed it was. Yeah. A twenty four. Yeah, as usual. Um, oh, we didn't highest, even talk. Yeah, and the we didn't talk rating. about like past lives. Right. Well, I'm gonna get there. You know. Oh yeah. That's gonna be. You know, I, I'm gonna roll out the red carpet for that one. <laughs> yeah, A twenty four killed it this year. Yeah, like best movies per you know per head per per review, and then Paramount. Yeah. Um being the best audience score so mm. people love scream people love paw patrol 80 for brady people love people love mission impossible uh transformers that got 91 percent by the audience you know that's why i can't can, trust it you can be wrong um dungeons <laughs> and dragons did good teenage mutant ninja turtles did good um so the fans when they speak up you know it they can wash away a lot of bad things. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just, you know, talking about, and I'm sure you're going to get into it, Mike, but, you know, 2023 for um, A24, it's just been astronomical. They, they've had such a run this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I, I think that 
one that kind of flew under uh, the radar um, at the beginning of the year uh, when he finished saving the world um, did really well. Um, the movie, uh, where is it? Where are you? Bo is Afraid, I think, did did really well. Kind of like an artsy, right. kind of weird horror, Joaquin Phoenix run movie. Uh, did really well. Past Lives, of course. Um, but then even stuff like, um, uh, where is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, those movies, yeah, they, they all did, they all did really well this year. And, um, you know, I, yeah. I think it's going to continue into 2024. And as I looked down the list, it would be criminal not to mention that, um, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret, got 99% on the tomato meter, which does change mm. my answer for kids' movies. Mm. Um, it but disappoints that... me because. Did that go right to streaming? Um, no, it had some theater time. Okay, okay. Um, I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, it it was so poorly marketed that like it feels like a fever dream that this movie came out. Like you could tell me, Mike, I think you're mistaken. That movie didn't come out, and I'd be like, Oh, okay, yeah. I can't prove it. Right. Um, but like, yeah, apparently every critic ever born loves this movie, and um but not enough to market it very well yeah so and i think that's the other part you know the things that got the best marketing were the movies that disappointed the most while the things that got barely any um spotlight attention were the things that were the winners and that kind of you know dowers your mood yeah for sure absolutely um yeah so so mike what um what would you say was your biggest surprise from the year so um so if i have to go with you know the serious what almost made me cry movie Mm. um, i'm gonna have to go with past lives yeah incredible the pacing of the movie the awkward tension those weird silences um they don't deserve to make a good movie (laughs) <laughs> and yet in past lives like it works like in past lives it had me hooked yeah yeah like i have to see how this ends i have to see like these conversations which are so low on the drama scale and the emotion scale but somehow they're still they're still kind of like winning me over i still care about these characters somehow right and yeah. then like the end like the 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 end where it has that very strong emotional end, and you're like, mm. oh wow, you know that mm. just hit me right in the guts, <laughs> and mm. so it was a surprise that it could win over someone like me, who mm. likes like booming music and you know yeah. hard hitting drama, but you know it, yeah. it hit me. Yeah, and I, you know, I I, I totally agree. I. It's just such a a, a shame because I I fear that it's going to be uh, a casualty. It's going to be a casualty of recency bias. Um, mm-hmm. I you know if if this movie had come out in the last like two or three months, I think people would be more up on it. Um, but because it came out a little while ago, same thing with like John Wick Four. Yeah. Um, that people are now like, oh, Killers of Flower Moon. Ooh, you know Oppenheimer. Ooh, like the holdovers. 
or you know yeah. all you know these movies that come out um ferrari and you know this is this might you know go by the wayside but um yeah the, the you know the, if there's two things the a24 and uh korean uh tv and movie people do right it's slow burn drama right and um yeah this is just yeah it's it's so it's so good because it's it's one of those things where it's it's so low concept right like it's not you know there's no multiverse you don't need to watch 43 tv shows and a movie to understand what's going on right um but at the same time the stakes are so high yeah and you know, I mean, there, there's not even like there, there's no spaceship. Yeah, you don't even have to go that far. Like, there's, there's right. no like mix up at the wedding or you know <laughs> weird toast proposal or like rom com <laughs> silliness. Right. It's like following people that are texting each other. Right. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Literally. Um. Yeah. No. That great. Fantastic choice. And uh, did you have a, a another one that you kind of want to throw my in there? Second one is. Only because there was so much potential to ruin this. There was yeah. so much potential just to make it for kids and to, yeah. like, and that's the TMNT Mutant Mayhem movie. Yes, yeah. I was expecting it to be like a little, you know, kid fun, like, you know, how the Powerpuff Girls movie kind of felt like it's mm. just like a glorified episode of Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> right, like, right. And you know they had they had the potential. Where they could have just made it like silly and full of fart jokes and you know just kind of dumb, right? But the fact that they threw in like they threw in like the the hip hop culture of Ice Cube and the, the 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 chemistry between the brothers is just so enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Like it's it's that kind of a detail. That made it, uh, you know, so much, so much fun to watch. Yeah, totally right there with you. Um, yeah, those those are those are all great picks. Um, for me, there's one answer and one answer only. I mean, I, I think that you know maybe some other people would throw in stuff like Boy in the Heron, but like I I knew that this was that was going to be incredible. Um, but for me, Godzilla minus one really came out of nowhere. Right. Um, it was, you know, I, you know, when I heard that there was going to be like an all, you know, Japanese Godzilla movie, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like I, I enjoy both of those things. I enjoy, you know, the the old Godzilla movies. I enjoy the new ones. You know, like I'll, I'll give this one a chance. And you know, when I went to go see it, I was just, I was so blown away by how quality this movie was. And, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, it's embarrassing the amount of money that, like, Indiana Jones spent on their movie. It was, yeah. it's embarrassing how much Guardians of the Galaxy spent, you know, all these, all these movies. You know, and you look at Godzilla Minus One, and you, you'd be like, Mike, I could be like, Mike, how much money do you think they spent on this? Uh, it looked really good for the trailer, so I mean I know the answer, but it feels like they could have done a hundred million. Right, they did it for less than fifteen mil. Oh and my god, that and it's insane to me. Yeah, 
And no one expects Godzilla, especially a Japanese version, to look good. Right. Yeah. Right. It it's 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 so crazy the quality that they got for fifteen million, and you know it's yeah, and to me like that's the definition of a surprise, right? Like they, you know, for a foreign film, not in English, subtitles. You know, yeah. uh, less than fifteen million dollars um, for it to be so so quality and and um, yeah, it's yeah. There, there's no other answer for me. Um, yeah, Godzilla minus one blew me away this year. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's weird. I have to mm-hmm. say, you go on RottenTomatoes.com and you see a movie that has a hundred percent, and yeah. you're like, really? That one? And, for example, <laughs> they made a Three Musketeers Part 1. Yeah. In, in France, I think it's a French movie, and it's like 98%. You're like, really? Three Musketeers? Right. Have you seen how America butchered it? There's no way it could be that good. <laughs> right. No, totally. Yeah, this is definitely one of those where you're like, this has like over a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes for $15 million. You know, right. you know, Disney has to be kicking itself, right? They're like, right. we spend five hundred plus million dollars on Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. You know, we we have, you know, Phoebe Waller Bridge and Harrison Ford. You know, and Antonio Banderas in this movie. Winning formula, yeah. And you're just like, yeah, and it, it just gets panned. You're like, how? What? <laughs> It it really makes you you think, and it should make these these studios think that you know, hey, you know, just because you have, you know, a, a cast that's fourteen, you know, a list celebrities deep, and you're spending hundreds of millions of dollars, doesn't mean that it's gonna be a good movie. Yeah, it you know, it's the work smarter, not harder, and I don't th- I don't think they're al- like Disney's not allowed to go to Marvel execs and say, I have this crazy wild pitch. You know, Ant-Man 4, $15 million. Mm. But, you know, we got the writer who did, you know, uh, the Blade Runner, the sequel. <laughs> right, right. You know. well, and, and, and that's, I think, the biggest thing is when you watch Godzilla Minus One, when you watch Past Lives, when you watch DMNT, um, you can just tell that everybody that was involved in the project absolutely loved it um you feel it coming from the script right you know from the top down you know from the the guy holding the camera to the guy holding up the 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 sound boom the guy doing you know fx um you know everybody loved being a part of that movie um and then you kind of just look at the flash and you're like did anybody care right anybody and like we're going, we're going into biggest disappointments, and yeah, I know, I know that's the flash, yeah, for you. Like I, oh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it right out, like yeah, because I'm a DC head, you know, yeah. there are parts that made me smile. I will never not admit yeah. that, but like I absolutely resonate with the fact that like, yeah, like things felt forced, things felt mm. rushed. Things yeah. felt sloppy. 
Yeah. Like unintentionally bad. Yeah. Almost so that you thought it was intentional, but um, <laughs> it, it's just like it looked like desperate. Mm. Like, you know, you have the, the smart kid in shop class who his dad helped him build the bridge. And then there's your bridge, which is like gum and toothpicks. And you're like, it works, I swear. Right. Right. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, that that wasn't surprising. That wasn't mine uh, for the year. But, you know, I totally, yeah, I, I totally agree. It was just, it was, it had everything going against it, right? Mm-hmm. Court of Public <laughs> Opinion, um, a studio that just didn't care, reshoots, you know, bad CGI. But I remember when the trailer came out, like during mm. the Super Bowl, and everyone was yeah. saying, um, "Guys, I think this is DC's comeback. I think they finally got it." Right. Like, that was that was the soundboard, and I think what? maybe because the trailer did a really good job. You <laughs> well, can tell I mean, that the trailer loved. Yeah. What they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, James Gunn was like, "This is one of the greatest superhero movies ever made." And people were like, oh, wow, this is, oh, oh, maybe this has got legs. And then it wasn't. Tomatoes didn't hate it. I mean, it's still in the 60s, but, you know, with something that's $200 million, 60 is like a 20. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, so uh, for me, um, this is kind of twofold. I have one that was, like, right to streaming, so I didn't necessarily count it. And then another one um that was a straight up movie i'll I'll start with the i'll start with the the movie i quantum mania to me is the definition i think more so than the flash of disappointing for me for this year because at least at the end of the day with the flash it's kind of a movie that it didn't have to be good it didn't have to be bad it was kind of inconsequential how good it was Mm-hmm. Right, because it, you know it wasn't going to get carried on through. You know, Ezra Miller was going to be done with the character. Um, Everyone was going to jail. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Whereas with Quantum Mania, that was literally the linchpin for the phase that they were in, and they whiffed so hard on this movie. So much it was. Pressure. Yeah. So catastrophic. The the CGI was awful. The the writing of the characters uninspired. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they you know, they build up, you know, this villain and um they, you know, they can't even use the version that they have that exists right now. You know, they have to either recast or they have to rewrite. Um Mm-hmm. You know th- this character that exists in multiple shows. Um, you yeah, know, it, Jonathan Majors, right? He, yeah, Jonathan Majors. Hope the best, um, right? Like he, you know, the, there's no way around it, right? Um, I think yeah, DC like, was like, "How do you like it?" <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And it was, yeah, you know, this movie was just so bad, and it, um, you know, I, I think it was. Uh, you know, when I, I saw it, I was like, oh boy, like this is, this is a movie that is symptomatic of the problems that I think Disney has had so far 
And if they don't course correct in the coming future with their future projects, you know, people will look back on this movie and say, this is where it started. And it is, it is not pretty. And, you know, I, you know, I might get some blowback. Some people, you know, I I think some people enjoyed it. I I think people would say, oh no, like the Marvels was worse or, Uh, you know, what have you. Uh, people are saying that the Kang Crane character was like the brighter spot, so, um, or whatever. But it's just, yeah, you know the, you know, none of the characters were inspiring to me, um, and yeah, no. So it it was just it was a it was a bad movie, I I think, and um, it's it's yeah, like I said, it's gonna be the movie that people are gonna look back on and say like if you know this whole MCU thing goes put they're gonna say yeah this that was the beginning of the end um yeah everyone was saying it i have superhero fatigue i have superhero fatigue and disney was like no you don't you love what we're doing we can't fail <laughs> and yeah the housing bubble blew up <laughs> yeah you know? like it, it yeah it just yeah the the arrogance i i think kind of from from disney's point and yeah it, it just felt like yeah i don't know i i just have never been a fan of the ant-man and the wasp characters like i they're mm-hmm. fine you know and um the the michael douglas michelle pfeiffer mm-hmm. sideshow just wasn't wasn't there for me that you know they just didn't like it, it just feels like michael douglas was like why am i in this movie <laughs> constantly <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, that coupled with, you know, it's, you know, $200 million budget and I think it broke even, um, you know, box office wise. Better than they deserve. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, that was the, the theatrical release disappointment. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think the other biggest fail and rightfully so was, Rebel Moon. Oh, did um, you end up seeing it? Uh, the review scared me away from it. I, I, I made it ten minutes into the movie, Mike. Oh no! And it was just, it was just chock full of Zack Snyderisms, and oh, his ego in there. It was just like he he really thinks of himself as like a visionary and like a contrarian and like um but he just doesn't have like the the artistic talent or the merit i think to back it up as much as he thinks he does um like i think that he has as a cinematographer i think he has um i think he has a lot of talent in terms of like capturing things on camera but he doesn't have like the self-control to not just do something wacky to try to prove that he's like a genius right like there is this sequence where they were literally just there's these people on a planet farming and they just did like a slow-mo shot of zoom zoom in close-up slow-mo shot of them spreading seeds why right or you know in justice league when what uh aquaman is leaving and he invites like a choir of swedish women to sing to him <laughs> right like, that feels like overkill Right. Like, what did it for me was that um, while these people were, like, farming this, like, huge 
bad guy ship kind of comes into the atmosphere. And then there's like a, I, I kid you not, a minute 30 slow-mo sec, or like thir- a minute 30 second slow-mo run of the of a main character running through the village to pick up a hammer to ring a bell. <laughs> oh, see that? Yeah, no. Yeah, and, I can definitely see the hubris in that. And it was, and I mean, I, I think the MCU also has this problem, but yeah. he just doesn't know how to write female characters. Um, and they just, they, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I couldn't make it very far. Um, yeah, so it's, yeah, that that was my other massive disappointment. I, I know, you know, we'll probably get some flack for it, whatever, whatever. I'm just not a Zack Snyder fanboy. Um, yeah, like, I, I just think that he, like, I think him and, like, I think Taika Waititi is starting to become this for me, too. But he just needs someone to hold his reins from him going to crazy town. And... I don't know if they um if there's a like a producer that has enough a strong enough will to be able to do that because you know it's just it's it's so it's tough it's tough Yeah, I think in his mind you know like first of all I understand the female thing. Yeah. Um, in the movie 300 he had like I don't know teenager girls dancing around and half naked yeah, and that made everyone uncomfortable. So, like, if he's if that's his base for good female writing, you know, you can only go worse. Um, right, right. And just the just the idea is, I think we loved it when we saw it in Watchmen, and we loved it when we saw it in Three Hundred because it was so new, it was so fresh, it felt so deliberate. But yeah. now it it feels like the what's up commercial, right? Where it's not right. funny anymore, and it's like it's annoying, and it's right. like quoting uh, like Napoleon Dynamite. It was cute the first few times, but yeah, right, right, no more, right. And then like when the first ten minutes of your movie feels like forty five minutes, mm-hmm. figure it out, <laughs> figure it out, man. Yeah, um, yeah so. Biggest disappointment, those two movies. One more yeah. serious than the other. Yeah, and there's something to be said when uh, a director says, the reason you didn't like it is because you didn't see it the four-hour version. <laughs> right, and, <laughs> right. And, you know, if you can't tell a story in two hours or less, right? Like, then I don't think you're good at telling stories. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Like and, my my grandma yeah. has that problem, you know. She can't totally, tell stories. Totally, totally agree. You know, the yeah. only exception, the only exception, is Peter Jackson and his Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you like the scenes he makes. If you don't like the scenes. Exactly. Making them longer won't help you. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, Mike. Let's let's land this plane. Mike, what was your movie of the year? So, movie of the year. If I if I have to go mm. for like how the Oscars sees movies, yeah. Where, you know, the one that blows your mind is the most artsiest and the most yeah. 
you know, messes with your head, messes with your emotions, gets all the drama bits right. You know, I have to say that it's past lives. Um, yeah, no, easy totally and done. And yeah. part of that is because a lot of the other movies I haven't seen, or, uh, but you know, past lives just it sticks out, and I could totally see that being something that would end up in the movie of the year category. Yeah. Yeah, no, love that for you. And um, yeah, I, I, I think it's also a shame because I, I think things like, you know, Across the Spider-Verse and TMNT should be viewed in, you know, right. the, the same light as quality. But, you know, that's just not, unfortunately, how the Oscars work. And um, for me, I, I I think that there's just one answer. I think it's Oppenheimer. I, I think it's going to, I don't know, it, it cleaned up with the Golden Globes. Yeah, it, it cleaned up with the Golden Globes this night. I think they won like five or six golden globes um you know for for best actor best supporting actor best director best story etc 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 um so yeah 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 to me it's just it's just one of those movies right where um you watch you're like yeah okay (laughs) like i get it um and this you know that's not to say that i didn't enjoy it you know i loved it i saw it like three or four times um Mm -hmm. just because it was like one of those cultural touchstone movies but you're just yeah uh, i yeah i i don't see um i don't see anything coming out but um you know my my heart says it's a toss-up between you know godzilla minus one and the boy and the heron but um, right right uh, there's a mystical fantasy world we live in where you know the category for best movie is the boy and the heron teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) and what's a shame is like it'd be one thing to say you know tmnt if it was like you know a six out of ten or a seven out of ten but all these movies are are critically well received and so you're just like well why 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 not why can't it get you know why can't it be in the same conversation right absolutely like these these movies have very few flaws and so much potential for sequels Mm. so yeah, so, instead and maybe we're that's getting a... Oppenheimer too. <laughs> whatever. <Yeah. laughs> right, right, and um, Mike, you know, to 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 fully land this plane, you know, we're into twenty twenty four, fresh new year. What are you excited for this year? Well, you know, I actually, I honestly, I had to look up what's coming out because mm. I usually only get excited about things when they're about to come out in the next month. So, um, but there's a lot of trailers that people sent me. And when I recognized them, I was like, oh yeah, maybe I do want to see that. So, uh, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Yeah. Seems like, um, if it, if it stays on the success that the Afterlife movie did, um, it has the potential to still be good. It could fail. Um, there's a Mean Girls that came out of nowhere that's coming out very soon, mm. and I I wish that movie the best, but I I could it almost feels like that movie's set up to fail. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the Fall Guy looks really cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Looks like one of those action movies that's like never lets up. Mm. Uh, Furiosa. Yeah, that's gonna be incredible. That's gonna be amazing. Um, 
Ballerina, which is a spinoff of John Wick. Yeah, I'm so excited for that. That's going to be cool. Is that going to be a series or a movie? I didn't. Well, it's, I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, I, it takes place in the same universe. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's directed by um, uh, Len Wiseman, uh, who's, you know, done things like Underworld and Live Free or Die Hard, right. um, Total Recall. Um, he's also doing this, but it's also starring um, Ana de Armas. Um, yeah, Norman Reedus is also in it. Keanu Reeves is gonna is gonna show up. So yeah, I, I I'm excited for this. I, I think this is gonna be it's gonna be really good. Yeah. The sad thing is, I'm gonna have to see it in theater because I got rid of my my Peacock. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully, mm. if it if it's only on Peacock, I hope it sucks. Um, <laughs> if it's in theater, I hope it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A Quiet Place Day One. Yeah, that'll be, be cool. Super interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, Deadpool 3 is just full of promises that I hope deliver. Yeah. I can't can't see them failing. Yeah. You know what's weird is that that's the only MCU movie coming out this year. You know, and that's good. Yeah. No, totally agree. This is the year of the hard reset. Yeah. And everyone's going to, everyone's going to benefit from a hard superhero movie reset. Yeah. I Um, totally, totally agree. Yeah. Beetlejuice 2, um, yeah, you can't fail with that formula. I don't want it to fail. You have to intentionally make that movie suck uh, with everything that's going for it. Yeah. And then apparently Lord of the Rings is having an animated feature called The War of Rohirrim. Uh, the Rohirrim? Yeah, yeah. It, that is going to be insane. Um, yeah, I'm so excited for that. Um, that was probably on my list um, of stuff to to see. The the director for that movie, he's done um, some other um, movies. He did uh, the the Blade Runner anime um, that came out a couple of years ago. He also did um, uh, the, a bunch of Ghost in the Shell movies, um, Cyborg 009, Alterman. Um, also, one of the original writers from the original trilogy is working on the project, and mm-hmm. um, Miranda Otto is coming back as Eowyn in this, and Brian Cox is supposed to um, voice another one of the main characters. Nice. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. This is going to be sick. Now, when I think of like high fantasy like that, I think of like the 1980s rotoscoping where they. Right. film it and then they draw over it that's probably not going to look like that right <laughs> no 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 that would be so cool you know if they did <laughs> do that i mean a a minor a modern version yeah i could see that being really neat yeah I mean, um, ch- check out the movie fire and ice and you'll know <laughs> what i'm talking about right right yeah um yeah so my you know my my ex- the movies that i'm excited for um much of the same that you were um especially where the rohirrim mm-hmm. and ballerina and then furiosa um just a couple of you know uh, other ones that we didn't touch on uh dune 2 um mm-hmm. i feel like i've been waiting an eternity for that one to come out and then i'll still be waiting for an eternity for the the final part of the trilogy to come out um that'll be awesome um and then the the new joker movie is supposed to come out this year too um mm-hmm. before you do however you say that with um joaquin phoenix 
yeah. Lady Gaga. Um, yeah, I, I I was a big fan of the uh, the 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 first one. I know um, you know there's some some mixed reviews, but you know Joaquin won a an Oscar for that. So um, right, right. So I I'm excited to see um, what he'll do. And and Lady Gaga is no slouch either. She's um, she's a great actress. So um, yeah, I'm excited to see how that'll that'll turn out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, if you've stuck with us this far. Thank you so much for uh, being with us in the year 2023. Mm. Um, yeah, 2024 is going to be so interesting. And, you know, I'm going to keep my eyes on the uh, streaming. Make mm. sure we don't miss any hidden gems. Yeah. Uh, go on our Discord, RetroLogic Discord. Be yeah. part of the conversation. You can tell me all about your favorite movies. Yeah. And I will try to see them all. You know, I'm only six million movies in debt before I catch up, but yeah. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. And you know, let us know on, on, on the socials. Like what, what was your, you know, biggest surprise of the year? What was your biggest you know, the biggest fail for you? Yeah, we'd love to we love to hear what you have to say. All right. I've been Mike. I'm Adam. And thank you for watching or listening. Good night. <laughs>